Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. Caging Greatness Season 3. Loading in. 3, 2, 1. Nick Cage smooches good. Rule number one, don't worry where you live. Rule number two, don't write anything down. Well, I'm one of those fortunate people who like my job, sir. Got my first chemistry set when I was seven, put my eyebrows off, we never saw the cat again. Been into it ever since. Sometimes I let matches burn down to my fingertips just to feel something, anything. People don't throw things at me anymore. Maybe because I carry a bow around. I just stole 50 cars in one night. I'm a little tired, I'm a little wired, and I think I deserve a little appreciation. I should always trust my instincts as a shamanic thespian. Tool up, honey bunny. It's time to get bad guys. Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them's me, and the other's not you. And one Abaddon. Abaddon? Abaddon? Abaddon. And then also we have a giant uh, mechanism made out of glass panes that keeps uh, giant goopy monsters in. And Matthew Lillard. Yep. And Matthew 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 Lillard? Lillard. And Matthew Lillard. (laughs) Love that guy. Are you like waiting for a ransom or something? No, Mel Gibson's not here. Yeah, no, that was a Mel Gibson movie. Oh. Now Garrison East showed up, then I know it's real. What was that one with Russell Crowe where it was also a ransom movie? I think Meg Ryan was in it. Uh, what? Uh, that was not ringing any bells. Russell Crowe. I'm not, I'm not doubting you, yeah. but I haven't seen everything. Russell Crowe, Meg Ryan, a Ransom movie. I yeah. want to see the, the Russell Crowe Road um, Rage movie. I heard that movie's fucking I, bonkers. God damn it. Why do I want to see that fucking movie, too? Proof of Life. Uh, what? Uh, that was it. 2000's Proof of Life. Proof it, of Life. That sounds a like a I, firefighter movie. It's like a Jerry Brockheimer production. <laughs> it, it sounds like a Christian movie. It does. It really fucking does. Also, Ken, I found out that Nefarious movie is actually a Christian movie. I mean, I mean I'll mean, i still watch it. But, but not not just like, oh, look, it's not like an Exodus movie, God fights like a demon. No, it's literally... From the people who made God's Not Dead. Oh, okay, what? That's what Are it you is. Kidding me? I've heard about this. Because oh everybody was like, God. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, they just tried to sneak it in under something completely that no one ever think about. And I'm yeah. like, there's this thing called IMDb that people check religiously. You see, oh. the <laughs> religiously. Ironic. Oh. You see, the thing to remember about Christian movies, and as someone who was in that culture for a very long time, the thing to remember about Christian culture in general is it's about 10 to 15 years behind everything else. That is very yeah, true. You're not wrong. So, you know, all the popular Christian songs are going to sound like shit from 2005. <laughs> uh, all the popular Christian films are going to be very similar to things that came out in 2005. So a lot of Jerry Brockheimer movies. A lot of Brockheimer, yeah. yeah. Big budget. A lot uh, of greens. Mm-hmm. God, I don't mean to like, I'm not trying to disparage my boy Sean Patrick Flannery, but uh, I, I get why all the fans leaving that uh, test screening were like super stoked about that movie now. Mm. Yeah, uh, it was the best. I'm yeah. like, oh, great! We're, we, we're, it's a fucking um, Marley and me situation all over again. Because, <laughs> yeah, because they're conditioned to say, no, it's a great movie. It, it reinforces my <laughs> values better than the popular movies that are much better made, better acted, have better effects, better stories, better cinematography, better soundtracks, and are just better overall. <laughs> 
The writing. But this one said Jesus, so I liked it. But that's the thing. There was no Jesus in that first trailer. That first trailer actually had my interest. That's the thing. They're trying to deceive you. They suck you in. They send you in there like, ah, oh, there's no Jesus in this movie. Then, oh, it's just Jesus. This, this film was great. Yeah, even though it had like 47 plot holes. At one point, they literally just pulled some shit out of a wall. Yeah, that's why we should go see the Superior Exorcist movie, the Pope's Exorcist, and watch just, just which, a Mario voice Russell Crowe zip around the Vespa. Which is apparently already getting a sequel. Yep. Of really? course it is. Yes. God. Why couldn't he use the voice he did in um, fucking, I don't know, that Thor movie I really hate? Oh, Love yeah. and Thunder? Yeah, that one. <laughs> I legit forgot yeah. the name of that movie. <laughs> he was one of the only good parts of that film. He was one of the funniest parts of that film. I mean, there were good parts of that movie. If you took them separately, put them together, and it was not great. Two yeah. words, tonal whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> My neck still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know why we're all here. I finally saw Cocaine Bear, and I want to talk about yes! it. Yes! <laughs> I still haven't seen it, but... Finally, the cocaine well, cast. <laughs> spoiler alert. That's fine. You're, the whole movie's ruined for you now. I the mean, bear is high on cocaine. What? <laughs> I know. It is? I know. It's like that Jesus movie. It's, it's all it's all bait and switch. I thought it was like cocaine, like it was like coca, like he was high on, co- like, you know, chocolate. No, actually, it's, it's just Michael Caine in a bear suit. I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> my cocaine bear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's chasing us. Come back. I want to talk to you. <laughs> Why yeah, is that I, like, I like the movie well enough. Three and a half stars. Yeah. Yeah. But, I felt no, like- but it's the same Michael Caine from that <laughs> Nicolas Cage movie where he doesn't know what a Slurpee is. <laughs> yes. That's the one. You put some respect on the weatherman's name, goddamn you. Well, I'm sorry. I was too hooted up on Dr. Pepper Jimmy. <laughs> oh, I, I like Cocaine Bear. I just thought it spent too much time focusing on the secondary characters who were there to be cannon fodder. I didn't need five minutes with all of those future dead bodies. That's well, all. We, yeah, we need more cocaine. <laughs> well, we're getting a sequel. We're getting Meth Alligator next. <laughs> I thought Meth Alligator was like the asylum adjacent it type is. movie. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm just sure. going to pretend like Lake Placid is the, the prequel and it's all these things are happening in one park. Does that mean Snakes <laughs> on a Plane is also included in all this? Absolutely. I love that movie. I saw that movie twice. <laughs> I own that DVD. Lake Placid's great. And Snakes on a Plane. Both of them. I own those DVDs. Blake Placid has Betty White being yeah. an asshole, and I love it. It is pretty funny. Also, I'm surprised how many Blake Placids there are. Oh it's like sick. What if Blake Placid is the sequel to Golden Girls? Yeah, sure. Okay, I could, I could be. Like, she got tired of taking all that shit, and that's why she was an old crotchety uh, lady in this movie. I could see that. Sold. Fucking fan theories 101. Anyway, welcome everyone to Caging Greatness, the, the show where we talk about the films of Nicolas Cage. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's hey, half we, and we half. Not that a grand total of four movies this year. It is Look, almost May. This year has been full of difficulties, <laughs> scheduling conflicts, sickness, uh, health, uh, to be or not to be, till that death do us part. So, look, we're doing our best, all right? Um, but this week, we're actually talking about a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. We all went to the theater last week. <laughs> Woo! We did oh, the I was, theater. I thought it was just a fever dream. And we watched Renfield. Renfield. And so we're going to do that thing that we do. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Uh, probably. I, I mean, I would. I, I, think I, feel, so. yeah, I feel like we have 
I feel like this is going to be one that lends itself to conversation, right? Yeah. Uh, so we will do the thing that we usually do. We're going to go in a circle. We're going to give our ratings, a very brief review. Then we'll get into the meat and the blood and the gristle and the bone of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, Frank. Oh, starting with me. Oh, crap. Yes. I usually steal off of other people's reviews. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to make it all up myself. On the fly. Yeah, that's your fault for sitting in a different <laughs> spot than normal. You fool, you played right into my plans. Look, he uh, can't help it. He got up chair. I, I, the chairs. I've been discovered. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was great. Uh, I think we all super enjoyed uh, the movie. It was fun. Hey, don't, don't put words in your co-host's mouth, okay? <laughs> we don't say we all enjoyed I mean, huh? we did. But you, still, you know what they say about assumptions, Frank? Look, I don't know what's with you today giving me the shit all the time. Look, I'm Just, the only one that can put your words in my mouth, fuck That's, uh, that's 100% out. true. You fucking called me your ass. That's right, you tell them. It's been a while. Me? Yeah, me, you. <laughs> fucking. At this point, he's just looking into a mirror. <laughs> oh, you made me snort. Uh, cocaine bears? That's going to be hard. Uh, cocaine, cocaine bear now. The post <laughs> stuff, getting these double voiceovers from Canada. <laughs> Stop it's it. worth it for the bit. Um, Sorry, Frank, continue. <laughs> but anyway, I, it was like uh, really well cast. Uh, the plot. The action, everything. It was gorier than I expected, but it totally fit the movie. There was a couple of times during some of the action scenes where we were like, ooh, we were all like, oh my God, that just happened. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a it, it was a good time. Uh, I recommend it, even if you're not a huge Nicolas Cage fan, and if you're not, boo. And what's you listening to the show the if you're fuck not is wrong with you? Like, Who's forcing you to listen to this podcast? Somebody's hate listening to us. It's got to be. Well, well, the thing is, they heard how much we don't talk about this. I mean, Look, I only have to put up with about 40% of the yeah, time. They're here for the 58%. <laughs> yeah. the was, here's talk about Nicolas Cage movie without getting into the plot. Just listen to Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. <laughs> what plot? We know, we know like, how, how that show was almost nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, in the movie, what plot? Man steals uh, cars. What could we have talked about? <laughs> Man has to the save movie. brother from stealing cars because I'm the progenitor of family. Anyway, am I still reviewing this? Yeah, 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 oh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Keep going, Frank. You're just doing the whole thing. <laughs> the entire podcast is just going to be me giving my one, We're all my, my star review with everybody inter, uh, interjecting. That's, everybody but Frank take 30. We'll be back. <laughs> I'm beat. Uh, but, but anyway, like super fun. Oh, it, was, it was great. It was fantastic watching Nick Cage just chew scenery as Dracula. They like gave him free reign to just go nuts and it was fantastic. Literally chewing this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of chewing. Uh, I'm going to say four and a half. Nice. nice. Canone. Well, I um, <clears throat> we all know how trailers operate. Um, when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I got really hyped. That hype immediately got me a little nervous because I was scared that, oh, God, that was all the set pieces that's going to be in the movie. That's that's all the hype right there. I'm, I've never been more happy to be wrong in my life. This movie was fucking banana sandwich in the best way possible, and I had a damn good time watching this movie. It was, oh, God, just so much like like just Campbell's soup everywhere. I will get to that later. <laughs> but, um, but... I mean, like it got to, it got to the point like it literally tells you what's going down early on, and you know what you're in for. And 
I had a great time, and I think everyone else will too watching it. I four stars on this one. Nice. Uh, Pat? Hello there. Yes, it's Pat. I'm back, and I watched Renfield with the rest of the gang. Our second movie theater outing for the show? I think so. Yep. And I, yeah. I enjoyed myself. It was fun. I Personally, I, I thought there were some points in the story that didn't feel as maybe fleshed out or as natural as some other part. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> there was flesh everywhere! <laughs> God, God damn it! Um, no one and, gets time here. And like, there was, like to, to me, there was like some very jerky, harsh editing. How dare you! At different points in the movie. But uh, I appreciated that it's a, it's a brisk pace of a movie. 90 minutes. Make movies 90 minutes. <laughs> my God. That's my platform and I'm sticking to it. Um, fun, funny. Um, yeah, that has some like some you know some very, I think, overt thing to say about toxic relationships and lots of goopy, gloppy, ch- chunky ketchup gore. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a very hearty three with a heart. Nice, fair enough, Jeremy. Uh, I can sum the movie up in a pretty decent phrase of gory slapstick, uh, like. Think, I, yeah, that's like, like all right, no, that's, yeah. your, that's your time. You. Well, okay, yeah, no stars. <laughs> so you summed it up. <laughs> uh, no, it's like it's like on the level of like kind of like fun, campy, but also like some like makes you kind of queasy moments, like along the lines of like some like Army of Darkness kind of stuff. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Had a had a blast. Uh, I was I was in Kansas, but I saw the trailer for it. And was like, yep, this looks fun. Excited. Uh, great casting. Some surprise castings that I wasn't, I didn't know because I didn't look up anything else other than like the two main actors. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I definitely did give it a four. Uh, definitely go see it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's great on the big screen. Yeah, it was. So <clears throat> this is going to be a quick soapbox moment. I rate movies by my enjoyment of the movies. Does this mean that my five star films are perfect? God, no. Street Fighter from 1994 is one of my five-star films. It's a classic. It's a fucking classic, right? Uh, If a movie, to me, if a movie is fun and you enjoy it enough, then it's it's easier to overlook issues it might have. Like, for example, the most recent Hellboy movie. Right? The editing was terrible. The CGI was worse. Mila Jovovich should never be allowed to do an accent in a movie ever again. It's bad. But I love that movie. I really enjoyed it. Same. And that's that's very similar to my feelings on Renfield. Like, yeah, there were issues. There was too much CGI blood for my normal taste. Um, I could have used more time with it. Uh, I wanted to be a little longer, you know, maybe a little darker in places, a little spookier, perhaps. But goddamn it, I had so much fun with this movie. I'm not going to penalize it for not being the thing I thought it might ought have been, because what it was it was great, and I loved it. And I gave it four and a half stars. It made me happy. Again, is it perfect? No. God, no. But I had a fucking ball, right? And it was super fun. So, four and a half stars. Yeah, that it is. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you need just dumb fun (laughs) movies. That's why I tell people the first transporter is just dumb fun. Yeah, it's Jason Statham kicking shit. Yeah. I'm glad you said what you did, Jeremy, because that I bring you back because that's what I was thinking about after the movie. Like 0.5 but seconds the, into the, another movie, immediately. <laughs> well, no, it's just like it's the easiest way for me to like compare Jesus like fuck. to like dumb fun movies or just like you just need those. Yeah, yeah the 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 whole. Uh, uh, I thought of bloodbath uh, slapstick. Would you say? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I forget what, what was the term you used. Pretty uh, much the same. Gory slapstick. Gory slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was great. It was like. Like I said, it was much gorier than I thought it was going to be, but it totally fit the the tone that they were going for of just silly. It was like mm-hmm. bloody but silly. Yeah, yeah. It, it leaned hard into just let's be as campy as possible yeah. while still trying to have like a a pretty decent message in there. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what they should have done. Yeah. If you're not going to make a straight horror movie with Nicolas Cage's Dracula, then this is the other direction you go to make it work. So I, I enjoyed it, but uh, okay. The basic to give you the basic overview of Renfield. It is uh, set up as a honest to god direct sequel to the original Bela Lugosi Dracula movie. And uh, Nicholas Holt plays Renfield. Nicholas Cage plays Dracula. I know that must come as a shock. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> they are in modern day. Nicholas Holt is trying to navigate what has obviously become a toxic relationship with Dracula. Probably started off that way, but it's definitely become that more now. Uh, he meets uh, uh, an officer of the New Orleans Police Department, whose character name I don't remember. But Rebecca. Is pl- thank you. Played by Aquafina, who I enjoy. She's very fun in movies. <clears throat> and uh, through her identification of him as a hero during a, a Rob heist slash uh, assassination attempt gone wrong, he begins to believe that maybe he can do better and be better and be a good dude. And then Dracula's like, nah, bring me a bus That's of cheerleaders. Dialogue is just blizzing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and also, uh, what's his face? Ben Thank you. Yeah, he's there. That was the that was the one casting that I didn't know was going to be in it, and I love that man. John Ralphio Saperstein's in there. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're all everyone's great. Everyone in the movie's great. And so that's pretty much it. Like Dracula's like, Bleh. and Nicholas Holt is like, no. And Aquafina's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then John Ralphie was like, yo. And then there's crime. Sort of. Yeah. And superpowers. And then, and then, yeah. And then Nicholas Cage's like, give me an army worthy of more Transylvania. <laughs> and, and then there's big fight scenes and lots of blood and like people getting heads punched off and, it's just really fun. It's just really fucking fun. I think I said it when we left. I was like, man, the balls of this movie to have some of the action sequences that did the same week as John Wick 4 came out. Oh, yeah. It's like, but they're entirely <laughs> different. One's just Keanu Reeves being a precision accurate hitman killing everything. And one was Nicholas Holt literally ripping a man's arms off and using them as spears. <laughs> yeah. So fucking cool. Oh, that man. is the one that sticks with me. <laughs> yeah. you know, throwing the guy's arm into the other guy's he chest. Just chewbacca that guy. <laughs> yeah. It also, it also he tore that guy's face off too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a there's a Mortal Kombat X-ray fatality with pooping, <laughs> like uh, simultaneous pooping and puking. Yeah, yep. so good. He hits John Ralphio so hard in the gut, he just it was, that, that whole scene was just like they just salt ripped that straight out of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not complaining. No, no, no. Uh, good artists borrow great artists steal everybody oh, yeah. knows that <laughs> well, uh, the, I love I love the very beginning when he runs into the the hired hitman killer or whatever I can't remember what the guy's name is and he just knocks his head off yeah like he's set up like oh this is gonna be a big bad throughout the movie and his head's gone yeah <laughs> well never mind <laughs> I mean, it was surprising to see someone that you, you'd think, like, oh, this is Nicholas Holt. It's kind of like a like a daughtering kind of shrinking vibe. Which I think he plays that role very well. Like, like you know, like a, this, like a what a role if this movie was made 30 years ago, like a Jude Law would play. 
Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But also, he like he, he eats bugs. And that gives him like t- temporary uh, super strength and agility, and he just like goes into kung fu wolf shit. Hugh Grant would have also been good thirty years ago. Yeah, if this was made thirty years ago, yeah. If this, if this, if they made Renfield when they made I mean, Vampire's Kiss, <laughs> he'd still be Nicolas Cage. But he, would still be he, he definitely like fits the part because, like, you know, he did that movie Warm Bodies. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and he was also Beast. Yeah, I love him as Beast. He was very good. He's also in the Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, he was, yeah. And let's not forget, this isn't the first time uh, the two Nicholases have been together in a film. Yeah, that, he's That's in right. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. which we referenced earlier, I believe, off show. And you no, you recording? That was a great bit. I don't remember. Well, well I guess we'll find out when the episode comes out. I think out. it was on the pod. We'll You'll it. find out when you don't edit this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll find out whenever someone listens to this. <laughs> Not going to be me. I'll tell you Thursday. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Somebody drop it in the comment section. We'll be all right. Yeah. Drop something in the comment section. You you guys are not helping. Like, Let us know you're there. It's like I can see it now. <laughs> These guys are actually asking us if they referenced another movie on the fucking podcast. Hurtful, but fair. Fair. Truth. <laughs> fair. The truth Stern. hurts sometimes. <laughs> I I also appreciated the beginning of the movie being very much just ripping straight scenes from the Lugosi movies and just mm-hmm. plugging yeah. oh, yeah. the characters. Well, even the title, uh, the title screen at the end of the movie, that's the same as the Dracula, like mm-hmm. the font. It's great. Yeah. I think somebody had said that he, but he modeled his Dracula after Christopher Lee, who yeah. played Dracula more than anyone. Christopher yeah. Lee played most things more than anyone. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That man, was a, he did a lot of shit. Yes, he did. Real life James Bond, mm-hmm. and then it became a Bond villain. Yeah, I love that. And real life Dracula. Wait, I was about to say that. <laughs> we have to keep that in our wraps. They're still looking for him. He's also a mummy too. Uh huh. And he was Van Helsing. And I he, am. I am worst enemy. And he was a crazy scientist in Grim Ones too. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a Jedi and a Sith and a wizard. Wait, was, was Christopher Lee the one that gets fucked by the girl Grim One? No. Um, I can't remember who that one is, but who it was. But he was the one that was the scientist. That get, he gets like electrocuted. I think is what happens to him. I love Ooh, that. a man! <laughs> Grim one. I love Grim ones too. But Renfield. <laughs> How many movies can we sidetrack on in one? You know, th- th- this is the movie that we've 13. been waiting months to see. We, we can't make this one of the movies. Like, well, it was so good, we had nothing to say. Uh, I really liked the fight scenes. They were really well choreographed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, they were fucking gnarly. Because it has like the two big action set pieces where these are, are trying to escape the the hotel motel apartment mm-hmm. complex, and there's just like literal SWAT <laughs> team shows up. SEAL Team Six shows up, <laughs> and then he he's got to get Aquafina out of there so they can go fight the mob, and then how <laughs> just like they're just going down through the levels of this hotel apartment and then at the end there's just like a little ant body yeah. in the center of it. Oh yeah, what she says about that is like, you know how people, you know, when something bad happens to this, then they're like, well, at least it's not as bad as when so-and-so. Uh, this is going to be my it's not as bad as. as. <laughs> there's also that first, the quicker fight scene in the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, where Which, he decapitates a man with a serving platter. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. It like cuts his hands off his mm-hmm. arms like at the shoulder it's great <laughs> she re- actually referenced that did you uh, you know sever that guy's arms with a serving plate uh, did I <laughs> what did I do that 
No, like the fight scenes were really well choreographed, and I'm really glad we've gotten away from that mid 2000s, like the almost the Nolan esque way of shooting fight scenes where it's just flashes of people pretending to try to throw a punch, not connecting, and then everyone in the audience has a seizure. Ah, you mean the, the Jason Bourne editing style? Oh, that's the one. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Jerky cam slash editing, and then that then that bled into Bond. Yeah. Do we know how much of the action Nicholas Holt did himself? I don't know, actually. <laughs> Jeremy is our resident researcher. What do you have? Uh, not a whole lot, to be honest. I like looked up <clears throat> a lot of the stuff, and uh, most of the things I saw were like all the references that we mostly like we're talking about where it's like <laughs> people spent time watching xyz you know the the whole to- opening title curse thing and them trying to basically like point towards like legosi as like use this as a reference but what if modern kind of stuff i do think i remember seeing uh some behind the scenes pictures of cade sort of like staging his sort of like choreography for the movie yeah i'm looking um <laughs> one, the- one behind the scenes thing i did know that Cage had trouble talking during the movie with the, the vampire fangs prosthesis, so he had his teeth filed down to better fit the prosthetics. Oh, good pro- God! Mm-hmm. Those prosthetics were crazy looking, though. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Is this no. one of those fake pet fucking... No, no I, I, re- I read that, too. That's real. Yeah. I forgot to mention that after we saw the movie. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Dedication. <laughs> I mean, who else would do it but Cage? I mean, Dracula is one of his three dream characters to be. I mean, I guess he would have the money. The other two being Superman and Captain Nemo. Really? Yeah. Nemo, huh? Nemo. Big fan. Big huh. fan. He really, really loves the, those giant squids. <clears throat> Let's see. Well, have you read the book? It's a complicated character, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, may- maybe... Cage has a wild, crazy death wish and he wants to go out fighting a giant supper pie with a knife in his teeth. I mean, that could possibly be. It's totally within ballpark. Cage is the fifth Academy Award winner to play Dracula after uh, Gary Oldman from 1992's Dracula, Mm -hmm. obviously, David Niven in Old Dracula from 1974, Jack Palance from Dracula in 1974, and Morgan Freeman. On the Electric Company TV show in 1971. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> my ball on that one. My brain's just trying to process Morgan Freeman as Dracula right now. <laughs> I would love to see Morgan Freeman. I'd like to suck your blood. Huh. That's neat. Uh, Nicholas Cage started producing movies specifically so he could get 2000 Shadow of the Vampire made, uh, which is that one with Willem Dafoe playing Max Shrek playing Nosferatu. Oh, I've heard about that one. It's very good. It I've is good. Heard good things. <clears throat> and apparently, Nicolas Cage also edited that film himself, according to a, an interview with Nicholas Holt. Yeah. I just remember the uh, when he when he gets back to his apartment, he's been dodging Dracula for a while, and Dracula's just sitting at the table. And he's like, "How'd you get in?" And he points to the welcome mat. It's like that was fantastic. God good. That is that's some A plus material. Right that there. was good. Like note to self. Make sure my welcome mat does not say "come on in" or anything like that, because I would be damned if a vampire shows up my house. Even when Cage like crashes the uh, the self help group, like when the the leader of the group is like, "Hey, come, come on, on in!" No, yeah, like, God, no! <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. I love the the self help group was great. The the gag of. Uh, Every time, like, it always cuts to, like, the woman, like, giving, like, this really yeah. story. And like, she's like, oh, I'll just fuck Carol. Is everybody else? 
that was that was a funny bit. Yeah, man, I don't know what that feels like at all. <laughs> I relate, Carol. Oh. I feel you, girl. It's okay. She died, and then they all had to experience rebirth. Mm. <laughs> the the existential dread of coming back from the dead. Also. All right, so this was like a brain stick for me. Is they use Dracula's blood to bring, like, to regenerate people, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that how he makes ghouls? Secret. Um, it's, 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 it's the intent that you use the blood. I actually don't remember if that's part of the original novel or not. Well. <laughs> Another fun vampire rope player. It's like that. That was how what's his name becomes the ghoul in a vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy. Cause right. Like, yeah. Like, I don't. Like, I don't think in the original Dracula by uh, Stoker. I think it was more mental domination. There was no. Uh, there was no real suggestion that Renfield had any superpower, any supernatural yeah, abilities. But like the eating bugs thing, that is from yeah, Stoker. He, like that's a thing. Right. But it was more like a losing sanity than anything else. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dracula's presence is just the, uh, that powerful the, at times. Story. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny if you go back and read the first. Uh, the actual Dracula, yeah. how different it is from what we have the picture in our head from from the movies and everything that's come afterwards. Mm-hmm. I listened to um, Lore a lot, and they were talking about like origins for like vampirism and stuff like that, and how it all started with like tuberculosis, and how they would like dig up people and like grind up their organs, and you would drink it to hope that they wouldn't haunt you anymore. And I'm like, that is God. Medicine was so stupid back then. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, why did you just dig up this person and use their bones to make tea? Well, a sea serpent told me, and it seemed like a great move. Well, they would do it. They would like dig up the corpses like days after, and they would be like, "Look, there's still blood there." Like, of course, they're freshly dead. <laughs> uh, so I found a little website that said 45 facts about Renfield, and it's just an article. And it's it's fact. It's not trivia. It's like Renfield released in 2023. Like, well, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. This movie was in theaters. <laughs> no, that's one of them. Like, released alongside The Pope's Exorcist. Like, that's. I mean, you're technically accurate. I just don't like you. Yeah. Low effort writing. That, yeah. that is one of the problems with, like, trying to get behind the scenes stuff on a movie that's right now released as opposed to one that's. You got all the interviews after and, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, it is interesting to me that this was based off a story written by Robert Kirkman. Yeah. Oh, right. Skybound. He did yeah. a story that was then turned into a screenplay. So somebody took what I'm sure was a basic idea that had no ending, lingered for far too long, and made everyone mad, and turned it into <laughs> something decent for a movie. You sure you're not talking about The Walking Dead? <laughs> what? No, no are, that's are silly. You sure you're not <laughs> deflecting your bitterness? <laughs> Look, do I hate Robert Kirkman? Yes. Do I think he's a hack? Also, yes. At least Invincible is good. Do I like Invincible? Yes. Do I like The Walking Dead or anything else that man has made? No. Cannon, you've got this look on your face like... <laughs> this has just been me all day. Oh. <laughs> like, it's my face now. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I didn't know Skyband was like making movies now. I was about that, to say, as the credits were rolling, I was just like, holy shit, Robert Kirkman? Really? And then it said Skybound. I was like, oh, yep, that Robert Kirkman. Well, Skybound even, like, is a, it's a it's a sub-company of image that Kirkman's mm-hmm. over. And 
<clears throat> because you know Image Comics was founded on giving creators freedom and ownership of their product projects, right? But Skybound, it doesn't do that. Because there was a book called The Outer Darkness that was really good that got canceled and he couldn't the dude who did it couldn't finish it because he doesn't own it because <coughs> it's part of Skybound. Because Robert Kirkman is a shit. Fuck him. Um, but <laughs> other than The Outer Darkness, which, from my understanding, really swayed several people away from working with that particular subset of image, they haven't really done it. Like, There's not a lot that happens under the Skybound banner outside of Walking Dead or Kirkman's other bullshit, I don't think. Uh, was Ultra Mega under Skybound? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take know, a quick look. This is Pat's recommendation. Uh, read Ultra Mega. The only reason I read Ultra Mega is because Jason Aaron was like, this shit slaps. And I was like, <laughs> okay. It does indeed slap. Uh, yes, it slaps quite well. Very slappy. Uh, I, I would uh, say a little bit more of uh, my criticisms. Uh, n- n- just like the movie, folks. Take it, uh, take it easy. How dare you? They've got um, pitchforks and torches. <laughs> I bite back. Um, Punches you in the dick too. <laughs> there you go. And um, but I think the strongest part of the story for me personally is when uh, it's about Renfield and the self-help group and basically dealing with the, how just much power Dracula has over him and trying to distance himself from his evil master. I do think sort of the the crimey like drug stuff kind of feels not as harmonious with that part of the story. At least for me, it kind of felt like the, the movie was making bending over backwards to make the Aquafina plot like mesh with uh, Nicholas Holt trying to better himself. At least for me, it, it didn't quite gel as well. And it's like parts, they it's like they had to have another antagonist. Well, yeah. Her parts felt kinda like just there at times. Like she's funny. I love her and like other stuff, but like her whole plot line with her sister was just kind of there. Yeah, like I don't have any the, the issue's not with Aquafina for me. It's just like that plot didn't like Because to me I thought it'd be a little more uh I guess congruent if you took like um John Ralphio's character, I can't Ben Schwartzman's character and Still have him be like a, a punk who thinks he's bigger than he is, but he'd be like somebody in the group's like, you know, shitty acts. And he's like, I'm a drug guy. I'm going to uh, think I'm a, or like, I'm just a bastard who thinks bigger than I am and, and kind of keep it closer to that. And you can still have like Nicholas Holt like come, come back that character. Cause like he's, he's, he thinks he's a badass, but he's really he's a sycophant. That's why he hitches his wagon to Dracula at the end of the movie. Well, I mean, I think the the biggest reason they've got the whole Aquafina plotline in there is just because that's the mechanism for getting Renfield to see that he might not be such a bad dude. Because you have to have that outsider who sees Renfield and goes like, you know what, you're pretty okay, man. Otherwise, Renfield's just stuck in that relationship with Dracula because you can't. It's hard to escape those sort of relationships on your own. Uh, almost impossible. A lot of people, you had to have that somebody going like, hey, you deserve better, man. Uh, and his self-help group was not going to be that. And those, 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 those were cannon fodder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we didn't touch on the self. He starts going to a self-help group simply to, uh, uh, abduct their significant others that are mistreating them to feed them to Dracula. It's like he, he, his whole job is to go and get victims for Jack, Dracula to feed on. 
And so he goes to self-help group when they were like, you know, so-and-so does this to me. He goes and kidnaps that guy and takes him back to Dracula for Dracula to eat. Sounds like something the Punisher would do. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Frank, you got anything to say? No. (laughs) Just going to clean my gun over here. (laughs) Let's talk about how uh, gnarly uh, Dracula looked at the beginning of this movie. The makeup was fucking cool. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I loved his throne of blood. Yeah, with all the oh, yeah. oh god, bags. that backlit blood bags. Yeah, gee, I wonder what they could have done with all those bags of blood in this movie. They could have like sprayed it around, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They could have done that. <laughs> no, it's pretty dry <laughs> movie. I mean, it's juicy. Don't get me wrong. It's like the the Campbell soup crack I made earlier. Like it's bloody, but man, it's like. It's like Taz Orange at times, almost. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It, it is very bright blood. Like, and I'm not. It's like it didn't like take me out or nothing. But I, but at the same time, I was like, we referenced it earlier. Cocaine Bear. There's like no spoilers. There's like one scene where you don't even see anything, but you see blood, and it's very effective. Here, yeah. I mean, again, just it's just it's literally the innards of gushers in this. <laughs> it's, it's just like. <laughs> I feel like that might have been a way for them to sort of skirt past like higher ratings because like if you have super super realistic blood, it's kind of like eh. But if you get into the weirder color shades, the MPAA is like a little more lenient. Yeah, just make it sillier. Yeah, like how it, Kill Bill uh, they went black and white for the fight scene with the crazy eighty eight because. Yeah. It's not giant red blobs of liquid spewing everywhere. It's, it's black and white. It could be anything. <laughs> you can make a movie as gory as you want. You can make the blood like rainbow colored. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so, that's, a good, that's a good theory. I want to see someone test that. Unicorn killings. <laughs> so it's entirely possible that could be the reason behind the, the starburst blood flavors. Yeah. <laughs> you start running into like weird rating stuff. There's other movies that like that stuff happens. Yeah. Because I can't imagine like they'd really bump up it bump it up to R where they're just like using liquid but, but I don't know how finicky they are with that type of stuff but I, the effects look great like I just love how you see Dracula slowly morph back into his normal self over the course of the movie where he's literally like a burnt out corpse at, at the he, he pulls out all the stops he does the turning into mist like mm-hmm. And, bats. and the bats. Yeah. We get to see like sort of a bit of like the mesmerize like on other people outside of Renfield uh yeah, he, he flies, just mm-hmm. straight flies. <laughs> he floats a lot of times. Yeah, too. he does he float the, a lot. That has the fashion. Yeah, some great suits. I'd wear those suits. Oh, yeah, that why, coat. Why isn't this a game? Uh, it is actually. What? Yes, there Fuck is a you. game. Uh, I have played it briefly. It's probably. Uh, it is basically a ripoff of Vampire Survivors. If you've played that, which is a bullet hell that plays itself, sort of. Oh yeah. And it, yeah. it dawned on me because, like, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, all right. Where does the, how does the movie fit in with this nonsense? I, oh, he wants to raise an army. Okay, yeah, that makes it's in like early access right now. It's only like four bucks, so I was like, screw it, I'll buy it, I'll check it out. And I'm like, it's just vampire survivors. Well, what they should do is make this uh, cage outfit an alternate skin for every future Castlevania release. I mean, I would play Castlevania. <laughs> uh, yeah, call Konami up. <laughs> we'll see. They don't like money, you know. Yeah, they don't, they, they don't they like really don't. franchises. No, yeah, not they, a fan of success. Yeah, it's just kind of like how Capcom hates Mega Man. Yeah, Capcom sure does hate Mega Man. Mm. Makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, God, there was something I was going to say. 
about a thing that Canon <laughs> was talking about with the movie with the blood and the oh yeah yeah the, like you said the make the makeup for Dracula like reforming himself was really because it started with him being set on fire by the sun yeah. like burning to a crisp and like so there's like creaking skeleton Dracula that was that funny joke too there to master are you okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the, like that that first uh, Nicolas Cage gross Dracula. Like the first Oh yeah. That was gross. Oh, yeah. It was hangy bits. Oh it looked like bacon on his face. Yeah. It was, was little bleh. And he got really close. It was just like really John Carpenter presents Nicholas Cage. Yeah, <laughs> like he had flesh that's like it looked like like old like peeled paint just like hanging off of like his eye socket. It's like yeah. it's it's very impressive. It's like I, I can only imagine how long it took to get into makeup for those like short scenes on top of like ten pounds of prosthetic and like the super Dracula teeth trying mm-hmm. to talk. I, yeah. I just remember another funny part where he was in the apartment and he starts reading the self-help book towards him. <laughs> like it's like the, like it's it's like the it's Bible. Like the Bible. <laughs> this is your Bible. Like how to deal with a narcissist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> you know, I would watch a sequel to John Carpenter's Vampires if it just had Cage Dracula killing James Woods. Like just let, five let, minutes. Yeah, let that be like the first five minutes and then find somebody else to replace James Woods. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd be down for that. <laughs> Almost anybody. Well, in the in the actual book, uh, his character does get uh, killed and turned into a vampire. Oh. So. Hmm. Fair enough. What if Blade just shows up? That'd be great. Look, this is how you do it. All dead. That's like the uh, the memes that came out around Twilight where it's like Bella and Edward and Blade just standing in the background. I'm like, I'd watch that movie. I'd watch it. That'd be funny. I mean, you have to, your family. Like, badass Cage was in Vampire. It tore, like, especially at the final fight. It's like, okay, maybe it, it does have some leg. Because you think the whole time, oh, he's just like, he's got, you know, digestive <coughs> power. And he's, like, very, like, endurable because he's a vampire. But, like, no, he, he, he's he been around for thousands, yeah. hundreds of years. You know, the Prince of Darkness for a reason. Yeah. It's always interesting to me how they, like, do Dracula in various movies. Like, you got like other movies that do. The first thing that was kind of mine was like, uh, was it Dracula 2000? That was Gerard Butler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that one and I was like, damn, that's a badass Dracula. <laughs> and then like, there was one where it was like Dracula in space. That was the sequel to Dracula 2000. Oh. 2001? Uh, that would have been that would have been a good title. That would have been a damn good title. Was it like Dracula X or something? No, uh, I don't no, I'm think so. I think it's Dracula 3000. Maybe. Let me see. Uh, well, I mean, it makes sense for Dracula to be good at fighting, considering if you're going with the Vlad Tepish origin, he's a goddamn war hero. Well, yeah. he, he even brings it up, like, Cage brings it up in the movie where he talks about, like... Prince in, of Wallachia. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he mentions, like, impaling people. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, that was that was in the trailer when he was like, well, "Some people call me this, some people call me that." It was, and he referenced well, like, the uh, uh, Prince of, of Wallachia. It was actually called Dracula 3000. Okay. Yes! <laughs> it been, I, like, I was trying to remember all the other like iterations of like Dracula movies. And there was, a few years ago, there was, oh, what was the one? Dracula Unleashed or something like that? Dracula Untold? Untold yeah, Untold, yeah. It had, it had one of the, oh. It had yeah. the guy from Wales. Uh, he was bard in yeah. Hobbit movies. Uh, Luke, Luke Evans? Yes. He was Dracula. Dracula 3000 stars Casper Van Dien. 
Oh. And Coolio. Oh, God. <laughs> Udo Kier. Okay. Um, yeah, that's I need. I need to go back and watch that now. <laughs> I just I just remember seeing Dracula 2000, and just, there's like a scene where they like open a Bible and just burst into flames in front of Dracula, and I was just like, he's not that. Okay, yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> He's literally the devil walking among us. Though that movie, he was Judas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in 2000 and 3000, he yeah. was, that was the backstory. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting take because that would make sense. But why silver affects him? And mm-hmm. wait, Coolio was a Dracula 3000? Uh huh. What the fuck? Coolio was also. <laughs> Listen to the show, Pat. You'll, you'll <laughs> Coolio was also in the director's cut of the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, which was yeah. vastly superior to the theatrical cut. Yes, yeah. it was. I don't know they've ever seen that. It's much better. They actually have Matt be a lawyer, which is crazy, I know. And there's even more evidences in it. That's not a great part. (laughs) That's not a selling point, Pat. Stop it. It's a selling point depending on who you're talking to. Yes, if you're talking to Amy Lee of Evanescence, then she thinks it's the best idea in the world. Hey, Daredevil launched a career. (laughs) I never understood. Like, the Judas thing, I don't like that. Well, that uh, that Dracula Yeah, like the the idea that it... I I don't... Like, because a lot of stuff has, like, he's actually Judas. Like, the Phantom Stranger in DC. Oh, yeah. That's his origin. He's Judas. Like, uh, that's... I mean, I get it. Like, they never outright say it, but I get it. But, like, the Dracula thing, it feels... Because, like, why would he just turn super duper... Like, if you're going by the biblical backstory... He felt so bad about betraying the Messiah that he killed himself. Why would he immediately twist and go, I'm a vampire. Bleh, I hate God. Well, you know, it a lot just, of stuff happens in three thousand years. People get pissed off. <laughs> a lot of it's like he get, he get cursed. That's part of what it is. Or something. Yeah. I mean, that that was the story there. He yeah. got cursed. and Well, then just go farther back. Yeah. Make him make him Cain. Some shit. That's uh, Vampire of the Masquerade. That's, yeah. that's the origins of, like, Cain was the first vampire. That makes more sense than Judas. Uh, there was also the legacy of Cain games yeah so i'm just saying like if you're gonna tie it into biblical shit like at least get the lore better yeah you know like i'm a fan of lore <laughs> yeah mate dracula noah what was the <laughs> crap what was well, the russell crowe was already noah now he's the pope's exorcist so now I just have russell crowe be dracula i can't remember the actor's name but the guy that played dracula in blade trinity uh, Dominic, um, he was Heat Wave in yeah. the D- I don't I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, <laughs> you have you have that Dracula who was who was <laughs> called Rick Drac. <laughs> yeah, he was Bill. <laughs> also, Triple H was in that movie. Yes, he was. And he had platinum. He had platinum <laughs> fangs. And a little tiny dog. Dominic you made a, you Purcell. Made a, ah, you made a goddamn vampire Pomeranian. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Reynolds. I'm just trying to think of like other movies that were like Dracula and uh, like more modern stuff because like you have all the like the classic like black and white because like Lugosi was he did a few and then they did I'm fairly certain his Dracula crossover with some of the other Universal movie monsters yeah and Abbott and Costello I believe yeah um which they crossed over with everybody I mean yeah but they're, they're, they were the Ninja Turtles at the time of, of course you know <laughs> what <laughs> That's my favorite comparison I've ever heard. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, 
Abbott and Costello. They were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at that time. <laughs> you go by what the fuck? That crosses goddamn thing on the planet. Scooby Doo, Power Rangers. <sighs> Not as much as Ninja Turtles. Turtles is close. Guys. Turtles is getting kind of out there now. Yeah, I mean they're coming soon. Stranger. I mean back in the back in the day, I have like Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean crossover and all the. All the different Dark well, Horse just comics. Just because there's a Street Fighter Turtles crossover coming yeah. out in a couple months. Sold. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the Stranger Things will make me go, what? <laughs> I, mean, I saw the figures first. I think yeah. the comic wouldn't be too far behind. I haven't actually seen them doing a comic. I don't think that would work. But they'll do the figures because kids love toys. Yes. And kids. adult kids love toys. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> um. No, I was just, that, that was where my brain was like because I was thinking about like with Cage being Dracula just like kind of thinking about all the other iterations of like movie Draculas and like he probably you know you, you have so much to pull from in terms of just like but like you know he specifically mentions like Lee and I've seen some of the Lee Dracula movies man it was fucking terrifying oh yeah no Christopher Lee's a scary person scary yeah. person how about the whatever the dude's name was who didn't do anything else in America who played Dracula in Van Helsing starring Hugh Jackman oh yeah oh right God, I have that movie blocked oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't that guy also play the villain in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yes. Yes, yeah. he did. He well, was yeah. the same guy. He was the, Moriarty. The, yeah, the movie that caused Sean Connery to retire from acting after punching the director. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. I, 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 remember, I uh, didn't know that a second bit. Yeah, he punched the director. <laughs> it was <laughs> clocked him. It was funny because I remember like talking to my like. I was talking to my mom about it the other day where I was saying, I was like, man, it's funny to think that I was in high school, I saw Sean Connery's last movie, and she was like, what's that? I was like, leave, extraordinary gentleman. <laughs> I was like, I love that movie when I was in high school. I still like that movie. It, I, I read the book first, so and I still hate the movie. I the movie fucking bought so that mad. shit on purpose twice. <laughs> 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 people, like, it, it's not a great movie, but I don't think it's as, as bad as some people say. Th- that movie no. was was the that, that was the movie that convinced me to go buy the portrait of Dorian Gray and read it. Because <laughs> I was like, this Dorian Gray guy seems kind of cool. It's like Lee suffered from the same thing as Love and Thunder suffered, is that it's an adaptation of a, a very well-known and beloved and well-written story that fell so far short of the mark that it, it just... On its own, in a vacuum, it would be much more well-received, but when you have the original to compare it to, it turns it into more dog shit. Oh, that may be why I like it more, because I, I have no the frame of reference from the, from the book. Books are fantastic. Yeah. The artwork is also phenomenal. Yeah, it's Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. It's great. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, say. he's not the Hulk in the comic? <laughs> no. <laughs> he... Ooh, Ooh boy, uh, we need to tell you some of the shit that happens in that book after we go. No, off I've air. heard I've heard tell of some of the things that happen in there. Yeah, he and the Invisible Man don't get along. Ooh. Right up until the end, it's a it's something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. And I never I didn't read the third one. I've, I've got the first two, but I never read Black Dossier, which was like the newer one. It was weird and trippy, and I didn't like it as much. Yeah, it's just Alan Moore being all weird and trippy. I mean, it's General Helen Moore, right? In modern I, day, yeah. If I cross that man on the street, I'm going the other side. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because he's got power. He's old zap you. Yeah. He's <laughs> trying to do a toad. He'll threaten me with venom. All right, so there is one thing I wanted all of us to do here before we end the show, because I thought it'd be fun, and I'm going to put you all on the spot, because I'm still thinking about my answer to this question. I've come up with a question. Uh, having seen Renfield, who is your favorite movie version of Dracula? That you've seen. Mm. The list isn't very long. Well, then there you go. Cade by default. 
I knew it. You love this movie. <laughs> I mean, like I, I know, I, I know what I'm gonna say. I don't know if it's a hundred percent honest, but I, I want to say Leslie Nielsen. I mean, Dracula Dead and Loving It is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it is I'd hilarious. Lo- like in my head, I'm sort of considering this a sequel to that instead of the original. <laughs> I'm look. You you talk about your bloodbath thing over there, uh, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, just think about the oh, the uh, execution yeah. of the, uh, the uh, who was it? Scene, was it Lucy? Yeah. Lucy, yeah. The staking scene. <laughs> <laughs> they must have used at least 50, 60 gallons of blood. Was, it was like the well from Army of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was one of my first Leslie Nielsen films I'd ever seen like nice. growing up. Uh, Mine for, was Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult. Well, see, then I went back and saw those. So, like, HBO was running, like, a thing on all of them. Well, yeah. I'm I'm old. I watched Police Store. Uh, uh, was it Police Story? Yeah. Or Police Squad. Police Squad. Yeah, yeah so I watched old, that. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I watched I watched that on TV when it was coming out when they canceled it. I was like, what the fuck? That was hilarious. As, mm-hmm. And me, they canceled it because you had to watch the show the whole time. Oh. Because it was all visual gags. Yeah. You couldn't like half-ass watch the show and get it. It still bothers me that he's a like a villain in Creep Show. I can't see Leslie Nielsen being like serious and he is in like that one little skit and it's Well up and up until Airplane he was a dramatic actor uh, like, like his super career. serious dramatic actor and that's why they hired him for Airplane cuz like we want you to play this as serious as it's possible yeah. and that's why it works so great uh even though as much as I like Christopher Lee, I still love Gary Oldman as Dracula. He he's stylish as hell in that movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dick, his uh, uncle did a great <laughs> bad shit Dracula movie. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. It's wild and crazy, and I, I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, the studio wanted Nicolas Cage for Rin, or for uh, Harker in that 1992 Dracula, but his uncle's like, I can't work with him again. No. Yeah. <laughs> so <they got> <laughs> Reeves. With, the, with the best English accent ever put to film. I blame Coppola for that because if you've got your guy as Jonathan Harker and he can't do the fucking <laughs> accent, you get him a coach, it doesn't work, he can't do the fucking accent. You fix your problem immediately with a quick rewrite. Oh, this is Jonathan Harker. He's recently immigrated from America. And then you have Keanu do his normal fucking voice. Yep. Yeah. No one's going to complain. Nope. Yeah, I love, oh. I love Gary Oldman's Dracula. He's like, great. I can go back and watch that movie like anytime. Uh, Pat, um, d- <laughs> trying to think of my movie Dracula's. Uh, I don't have a lot. I have, unfortunately haven't seen a lot of the classic ones, which I would love to go back and see. I have seen Gary Oldman with his hairy palms and his living shadow and his extra long fingers. Um, but you know, I'll I'll give it to Cage for this moment because he he just did just a killer job. And despite what people said, there's there's more Cage in the movie than than you think. But not as much as you'd like. But the way some people talk, like oh he's only in the movie for like two minutes or something. Like, oh no, that's, that's not that's right. Pretty present. No, yeah, no, that's, that's a good like twenty thirty like a third of the fucking movie with his Cage centric at least. So yeah. you get you get him you get like bits and pieces of him on like. Like in like the first act, and like, and then as the second act progresses, he starts like showing up more, and it's spread out really well. Yeah, they do a good job of like building him back up. Like you see him at like full power at the beginning of the movie, and then, you know, and then by the end of the movie, he's back to just being fucking badass. Cannon, what you think? Uh well, <clears throat> uh, this show has made me realize <clears throat> either a I have not seen uh, very many renditions of Dracula. Because I haven't even seen like any of like Nosferatu or help the Bogosi any of that shit. 
But uh, I have seen Blade Trinity, though. (laughs) 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 That being said, um, I thought thought Cage was, again, I thought he did a fantastic job in this movie. I I loved him as Dracula and his. But, and I'm going to butcher this fucking name. Mm -hmm. I I know I'm going to say it wrong. But I got to give it to uh, uh, Duncan Regier play Count Dracula in Monster Squad. Uh, I, I would have been disappointed nice. if you hadn't said that. <laughs> nice. And plus, he delivers probably the best line of Dracula has ever said in a movie. Give me the amulet, you bitch. This is to like a six-year-old, by the way. <laughs> also, he had the best Dracula powers, dynamite. Yeah. He yeah. blew everybody up in that movie. I mean, those are generally the best powers for anything, I think. Just, I mean, there's a reason why it's rock, paper, scissors, dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like, like I, I talked, mentioned earlier, Shadow of the Vampires, Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. as Max Shrek, as Count Orlok. Because the whole point of that movie is they're filming the original Nosferatu, and the German actor playing the vampire is not a fucking actor. <laughs> that's, <laughs> He's really a, that's the plot of the movie. And he is, Willem Dafoe is terrifying. It's wonderful. Ooh, I yeah. love it. Can't, uh, can't wait to see him as Nosferatu. Yeah, like actually playing. That's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for that. Uh, like the original Nosferatu is excellent. I love the Bela Lugosi one. Christopher Lee's portrayals were fantastic. You know, even fucking Gerard Butler was good in Dracula 2. Yeah. He wasn't bad. It wasn't a, a terrible movie. headed Dracula. Um, Eddie Murphy is almost indefensible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't think I don't think he's Dracula. Though. I don't know if they. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's close enough, and I hate it. Um, <coughs> but honestly, like Cage is great, but to me, it's it's still Bela Lugosi. I love his delivery is iconic for a reason uh, because he couldn't speak English so he was doing the lines phonetically that's why he says the children of the night reading about some of like the stuff about him is also kind of interesting about like like some of his preparations for that role Mm -hmm. so like he's he's great great. the outfit is his too yeah, mm-hmm. the, the 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 thing that's become like iconic to Dracula, the little medallion thing. Yep. that's actually his. He didn't like the way the tuxedo was just there, so he added that from his own personal effects. Yeah. Brought that shit from home. Yeah, he brought his clothes from home. Man had drip. Yeah, he had all the as the kids say, riz. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? This is the uh, first we, time I'm hearing this one. No, we went over this yeah. the last time I was here because my uh, my youngest told me I had Riz for having an all-female D&D group. It's apparently short for charisma. Yeah. Oh, oh. All you got to do, do like the, the hand on your chin. Like, like. With, the, with the one mm. finger up. Yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it. Nope. <laughs> nope. This think, is definitely old man yells at cloud moment. <laughs> I, I, I think the consensus among the group was I hate everything about that. Yeah, Somebody no, tells me I got the Riz, I'm going to be scared I got a scare. Schedule a fucking yeah. doctor's appointment. <laughs> like you have like some like Victorian, like Ricketts disease. Hey man, you got Riz. Ah! No, no, I, I got saltines. I left the Ritz in the Riz. Riz what is oh, Riz? Still, ah! My brain went was like, are they mispronouncing? Is that like shorthand for Rizzo from like like uh, Muppets? I mean, that'd be great. That would be great. Somebody He's call got me the Rizzo. Riz. I love Riz. Yeah, I like I like Rizzo is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, honestly, Ken, I'm surprised you haven't heard that being a social media sensation. Because yeah, I heard not accurate, over, but I heard it all over TikTok. So I don't. Well, I I, I fine tune my fucking uh, area of TikTok. I fucking I do too. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're an unsupportive prick. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. That's why I'm, Kenny I'm so upset. That was no, a joke. Okay, boomer. It's a little filter. Yeah, okay. I'll go there. No one under the age of 25. 
well, I'm violating that badly. I just, uh, once again, I follow uh, my social media star friend here. Stop yeah. calling me that, y'all. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when it happens, then you can call me that all you fucking want. Told you. To. His face on the billboard, not <laughs> mine. We're just going to manifest. I'm just saying that one video you got, it got like, what, over 100,000 views? Yeah, but it's almost a year now. Still. That's a lot. It was a cat in there. It's a it, lot. It was a cat. It wasn't even my cat. I kind of cheated. You, you know, you, you, know you, have to, you have to get on cat talk. The man. cat you has riz. No oh, God. Here we go back. <laughs> gotta, get my, uh. gotta get my social media friend Chris Barron on Catter Day and fucking get him to like. <laughs> hey, he's my social media friend too. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. High five. Yeah. Like, there we go. <laughs> we're just, we're just two princes here sitting two with our princes. friend. <laughs> Lead like singer of Spin Doctors. We talk Chris about Barron. them on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, God, I love that band. Oh, my goodness. All right. I think that's going to do it for tonight. I want to thank you all for listening. We're going to do our our uh, our plugs and uh, show off some of our social media riz and get out of here. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Frank. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Fucking putting all the riz. <laughs> Where can the people find you, Frank? Uh, I'm on Instagram as Postman Franklin, and I'm on TikTok. Is that underscore in that? Uh, yes. Postman uh, underscore Franklin. Yes. Uh, and I am on TikTok as Swarly. You could I repost things and like canon stuff, and that's about it. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you're liking your own stuff, then. Yeah, I, like this is, is weird, but like this is alt account. It's fucking hard, like running two fucking accounts. Let me tell you, <laughs> I bet I'm basically like holding this poor chap up at gunpoint the whole time. He's like, talk <laughs> about this movie, fuck off. <laughs> uh, Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Cracked himself up. It is, it is not a. Sometimes I pop myself. <laughs> it, is, it is not a Cajun Greatness podcast with me on it. If um, Cannon does it, <laughs> troll me a couple of times. I've been that Cannon guy. You find me at that Cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and. If you really want to make me a social media star on TikTok, follow me there at that Cannon guy as well. Mm. Jeremy. Uh, hi, I'm Jeremy. Uh, I have a Twitch called twitch.tv slash backwards hero where I'm currently been playing across the obelisk with some of my friends. It's wacky and crazy and it's a RPG card battling game. Uh, I also have an art account on Instagram. It's press art uh, F4, just A-R-T-F and four. Uh, that's also on Facebook. And then uh, I also have another show uh, that's called the instruction booklet and we have a lot of a few socials, but you can find it on the, the link tree. It's like uh, link.tr. I can't remember how the link tree works, but it's basically it's like link tree slash instruction booklet. And it's got our Twitter and our Facebook and a a feed stream to the first episode uh, or episode zero. So and for the next episode should be coming out soon. So you know, thanks for the folks that are tuned in. Nice, yeah. Patrick, what's going on in the world of Ach? Well, in the great grand cosmos of AYCH, uh, if you listen to this episode the week it comes out, that means on Monday, April 24th, is episode 303 of All You Hear Podcast, where I had a sit-down interview with up-and-coming horror comic artist Bree Tippett. We talked about horror, talked about comics, and her upcoming graphic novel, Darla, which she is illustrating, is written by horror actor and director Josh Rubin. It's a really fun uh, succinct episode go check that out on AYC's Extra the home of instruction booklet was coming out uh, later 
in the month of May. We have more episodes in the this last week of April. The 26th is a new episode of The Backlog Boys, where they review Hi-Fi Rush. And then on April 28th, Friday, is a new episode of Muscle Orchestra, which is a wrestling review and discussion podcast. And you can follow me, Patrick, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. John lost his name. Nice. <coughs> uh... Captain Jimmy, you can find me at Captain Jimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Jimmy's Almost Music, Captain Jimmy's Toy Box. You can find me here in town at the comic strip. I sell comics. That's what I do. Come buy something. You can also check out the Cajun Greatness merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. Uh, I would tell you what our schedule is going to be coming up, but let's be real. It might not be. So <laughs> may as well just be as surprised as we are because that's where the fun is. But thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence.